Hello, the Mad Lads listeners. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. Before we begin, there are a few things I must talk about. This podcast is different from our other episodes. We had originally recorded an episode on Tuesday the 5th due for release on Friday the 9th. Unfortunately, something happened before release that shook not only us, but an entire nation. Sadly, Her Royal Majesty Queen Elizabeth II passed away in the late afternoon on Thursday the 8th. Words cannot express the deep sadness we all feel about this news. Out of respect, we delayed and then cancelled the release of the episode and moved it to today. We also recorded a special segment in honour of Her Royal Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. We have edited the delayed episode heavily due to some of the content that was spoken about. However, we have decided to instead cancel the segment and release it on Patreon in due time. What you will hear today will be the special segment we recorded in honour of Her Royal Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Thank you for listening to this episode, as unusual as it is. May the late Queen rest in peace, and God save the King. Alright, ladies and gentlemen... We we called it. We said there would be news the following day, uh, but unfortunately, the news was the loss of probably one of the greatest world leaders um, we've ever known. Uh, a, a woman who nobody can really say an ill word about. In her 96 years of life, um, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about um, Princess Queen Mother Elizabeth II, um, kind of her life. We're gonna celebrate her, talk about the good and the the bad times, because um, she's you know with that kind of life she's been through it all. Um, we were going to have a guest with us. Fex was going to join us. Unfortunately, he was not able to make it, so we, we will miss his uh, his voice on here. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's get right into it, because literally, um, I mean, the two of us, two of us are American. I don't know about click, but personally, I mean, I took it, I took it pretty hard when I saw the, the news and I'm not I'm, she's not even my ruler, you know? And I know you took it really hard, AG. I did, yeah. She she was she was England's grandmother, or mother, depending on you know when when you knew her, um, and how how you grew up with her. Uh, let's talk about a few things. Um, first off, just so everybody knows, she she ruled for seventy years. She was crowned in nineteen fifty. Uh, three, but she became queen on 1952. Um, so a full 70 years. Uh, it was her platinum jubilee. Um, she celebrated in June, I believe. Uh, I only know that because my uh, my boss was actually there. Uh, she said it was amazing, by the way. Um, and you can see videos and pictures, uh, listeners. Um, and I do recommend because uh, Britain. Pulled out all the stops. Um, she had um, Prince Charles was her son. She was grandmother to two other princes, William and Henry. Um, she is, by the way, that seventy years that makes her the longest serving monarch in British history, uh, surpassing the previous goal. That her great grandmother, great grandmother Victoria, set of sixty four years, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember where I read that, but I think that's right. <laughs> um, and um, what's what's amazing is when you think about it, she was born nineteen twenty six. 1926. Think about what was going on in the world in 1926. There were still large portions of even the civilized world that didn't have electricity. It was still candlelit. That's why. Yeah, if you weren't upper class, you know, even some middle class, 
you know, the lower middle class didn't have it. Um, you know, depending on what country you lived in and where you were. Um, so think about that. In 1926, we weren't flying uh, anywhere commercially. Um, we were in the in the midst of war, World War One, if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't that 1925 or 26 is right when it ended? So she was born right at the end of that. I'd have to, somebody look that up. Double check that because I won't be right on the dates. Yeah, AG is going to fact check that, but that's got to be wild though. Getting into power or so right around the transition from World War One going towards World War Two. Well, and just think, she almost made a hundred. Think about what you see in a hundred years of human history. Doesn't matter where you take the slider, right? Down human history. A hundred years, a century. World War One ended 11th November 1918. Um, oh, Elizabeth II was born 21st of April 1926. Yeah. What was what was going on in England twenty six? I thought there was something that they were going through around that time. I'm trying to see if it was anything. Or maybe maybe it was just the 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 financial loss of World War One and just the rebuilding. Um, but I, I remember reading stuff that you know a Britain Britain was in it, it was. It wasn't the golden age in Britain in 1926. They were trying to hold on to it, and royalty still had the golden age going on. But most of Britain wasn't anymore. World War I had depleted a lot of economics and whatnot, which is why World War II was so devastating. They hadn't even recovered from World War I financially. Mm. Um, but um, let's see. Uh, she was born in London um, to. Um, Oh, and it's her full name is Elizabeth Alexandra Mary. Elizabeth Alexandra Mary Windsor. Windsor. Windsor is the last name of the royal current current royal line. Um, current loyal royal line. They've now the latest ones, like for example Archie. They've now got the surname Mountbatten Windsor. Oh really? Mount yeah, they they okay. changed it due to um, they wanted to kind of move away from the lineage a little bit okay. in history. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Um, now, uh, what's weird is she was not born the heir apparent. Uh, matter of fact, she was a grown woman by the time, I believe. Uh, at the time of her birth, most people did not realize that Elizabeth would someday become queen, so she got to enjoy the first 10 years of her life with all the privileges of being a royal and none of the pressures of being the heir. Um, it probably gave her a really unique perspective, uh, having not been treated that way since day one. Oh, yeah. Um, now, Elizabeth has a sister, Margaret, or Marguerite. Um, they... Uh, I think Marguerite is two years younger. Do you know? Um, let me quickly check. While he's checking, um, now World War starts. World War Two starts in nineteen thirty nine for England. Um, now they 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 pretty much stayed out because at the time females in war not really accepted. Think about that. Nineteen thirty nine, nineteen forty. Um, now, she made a speech, uh, her first radio broadcast in 1940, uh, reassuring the children of Britain that everything would be okay. She was 14 years old at the time. Um, let's see. I know... I don't know if it says here. I know for a fact that she was a driver in World War II. Um, she was a truck driver and mechanic during World War II as a volunteer. She was also the first female member of the royal family to ever serve in the military. Four years younger. Four years, not two. Yeah, My bad. Margaret was um, four years younger. My, my wife watched The Crown. I did not. Um, 
Do you know she's had over 200 official portraits uh, painted in her lifetime? 200. I saw the um, the money animation you put in the Discord. That was fascinating to look at. Like the portrait of the the currency, how it changed with uh, oh, Queen yeah. Elizabeth over time. Yeah, how, how her face is uh, over and over gone gone through the changes as she's aged through the years and it's really amazing to watch that actually um i'll post it in i think it's in our main discord general chat right so if you guys want to see that you can come see our discord um it's it's really cool you can find it also anywhere pretty much um if you just type in queen elizabeth uh, money through the years or something you can find it i'm sure um Let's see. There are 54 nations that she's that she was the head of. Um, and did you know she invented a new breed of dog? I didn't know this. No. She bred her corgi with her dash hound making a dorgy. <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me because she absolutely loved her dogs. Yeah. Now, um, she. Let's see. What is it? Uh, da da. She ascended, um, okay, when Elizabeth's grandfather, George V, died in 1936, his, his eldest son, Elizabeth's uncle, became King Edward VIII. Edward, however, was in love with American divorcee Wallace Simpson and had to choose between the crown and his heart. In the end, Edward chose Simpson and abdicated the crown. The event changed the course of her life, making her the heir presumptive to the British crown. Her father was crowned King George VI, taking on the name George to emphasize continuity with his father. Her mother became Queen Elizabeth. On King George's death in 1952, she became Queen Mother, and her daughter became Queen Elizabeth II. So, 1952. She was finally crowned in Westminster Abbey one year later. Um, now, here's, here's where it gets We should really... also point out that in uh, 1947, she also married um, the late Prince Philip Mountbatten as well, with whom they had Charles, Anne, Andrew, and Edward. Yep. They are distant cousins, by the way. But blue bloods usually are. Um, now, he is the son of Prince Andrew of Greece. Um... Let's see. Family took on the name Windsor. Let's see. Philip died in 2021 at the age of 99. Yeah, he was a little bit older than her. Yeah. They, they both almost made it to 100. Um, let's see. Let's talk about some of the interesting stuff she's done. One of the big things she was was famous for was trying to modernize the monarchy. Uh, it wasn't very popular when she started doing it, uh, but it's what's made her Queen Elizabeth, to be honest. Um, she dropped a lot of the formalities, uh, making certain sites and treasures more accessible to the public and national treasures instead of hidden treasures only viewed by, by the monarchy. Um, <laughs> Britain abolished the civil list uh, in 2012, which was a public funding system of the monarchy. Uh, the royal family continues to receive some government support, but the Queen cut back on spending. Basically, the the people used to pay the monarchy to be the monarchy. It comes from way back with tariffs and all that shit, which has long since been abolished, but... The, the queen, the royal family getting paid to be the royal family was still a thing. And she, she cut a lot of that out, actually. Uh, yeah. Because the queen, the, the royal line has other ways of making money. They don't need to take it from the people. Um, okay. Despite the occasional call to step aside for Charles, Elizabeth remained steadfast in her royal obligations as she passed her 90th birthday, she continued making more than 400 engagements per year. 400 engagements per year while this lady is in a place most of us would have our, our grandparents in nursing homes. 
Like, yeah, she was going to functions every day. That's more than one a day. Yeah. <laughs> more than one a day. Um, in late 2017, though, the monarchy took what is considered a major step toward transitioning. On November 12th, Charles handed the traditional Remembrance Sunday duty of placing a wreath on the Center War Memorial as the Queen watched from a nearby balcony. On August 2019, Elizabeth made a rare intrusion into political matters when she agreed to a request by Prime Minister Boris Johnson to prorogue suspend Parliament until October 14th, less than three weeks before Britain's planned departure from the U European U Union. Hmm. See, she she rarely got involved in political matters ever, which is why people loved her. She stayed the fuck out of it. Um, we talked about this before, um, but off off podcast, she had fifteen prime ministers placed into power during her reign. And I that, think we mentioned like seventeen popes. No, like seven that. popes. Seven popes. Oh, seven popes. popes. Popes are for life, though. That's the difference. Popes are for life. Man, that's wild. Yeah. Um, and I think you said like 20-something U.S. presidents? or I, I forget like the 18, numbers. 20, it might have been 20-something because they only get they only get four years. four years. And at best, two terms. So. Yeah, easily about maybe 20 or less. You know? Or oh, based on oh her life. Elizabeth also met now. While she was alive, she met about a quarter of all the U.S. presidents in history. Well, that is a crazy figure. She has met a quarter of all U.S. presidents who have ever been. That's nuts. And she hit that number because Joe, uh, she received Joe Biden for a state visit in June 2021. That gave her the 25%, actually. Um, she was she was uh, amazing friends with Winston Churchill and Margaret Thatcher, Tony Blair as well. Um, let's see. Threats to Queen Elizabeth and the royal family. 1979, Elizabeth suffered significant personal loss when Lord Mountbatten, her husband's uncle, died in a terrorist bombing. Ooh, um, it was with the IRA. Yeah, you guys have a lot of problems with the IRA. Yeah, that's... They really don't like authority. Um, Any authority whatsoever. Let's see. There were tabloid scandals, but most of them were regarding, believe it or not, the marriage of Charles to Diana. She also, I want to point out, uh, most um, royals, you know how there's always like a male preference and who will be the successor to the throne. Um, her, she's basically made that um, not going to happen anymore. She's eradicated male preference and succession Nice for any royals born after 20th October 2011. So there's that as well. Yeah, that's major. Kind of a very unique thing, yeah. They've been, you know, they've, they've had their things, but most of their problems have been other people. For instance, um, Prince Andrew ended up in the tabloids because his wife, Sarah Ferguson, had engaged in romantic activities with another man. Um, things like that, things that you know, uh, the whole thing with um, Meghan, Meghan Markle, and them leaving the royal family that makes headlines. I wouldn't call that though scandal, even though that word's used. I wouldn't call that a scandal. I'd say that's them just leaving. Yeah, you know, you, you know deciding they want to take their life in another direction. Um, you know, there's a bunch of stuff um, that is really not, not th their scandals have been very minor. I think the biggest one was just that Andrew had um, 
some kind of working relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Um, and there was a firestorm about it. But guys, Jeffrey Epstein shook hands with millions of people. They didn't all know he was a fucking child trafficker. Right? Yeah, like, exactly. You know, you, you, you meet a guy. Yeah, it's like it's like especially when it's like kings and royalty. People come into your country and come to your house. They shake your hand. They've met warlords and terrorists long before they were warlords and terrorists. They meet everybody. It's like, are you gonna? If if you're a Trump hater, do you hate everybody that shook Trump's hand? Because if you go far enough back, Trump shook almost everybody's hand. Even the people you love the most. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... Yeah. Through business deals and being a celebrity and being a president and everything in between. I don't, I don't know why Prince Andrew was forced to step down. I don't know too much about it. I don't know if he had more dealings. But knowing the the royal family, they don't get involved in scandal. So I would find it hard to believe that Andrew had any knowledge or any any business with Jeffrey outside of legitimate business. I believe if any Prince Andrew is, he voluntarily stepped down um, to a position of his family. His family did not want him to step down. He stepped down because of the optics. Obviously, Maybe. it's not a scandal, but from what I was, from what I know, it was apparently just the optics. It looked bad. You know, what right. I mean, it's kind of there was, like you said, there's no way to actually know ever. You know, if the person you shook hands with is this or that. But I think he just decided, you know what? I don't want people talking about this anymore. I just want them to forget it. So step down. Yeah, to not cause any more headache. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, I mean, she was mourned, you know, that, that's a lot, just some, some little things in her life, you know, but, th but think about what she's seen. She's seen World War II and every war after. She's seen, I mean, because Britain's been involved in way more wars than America has. They're involved in 54 goddamn countries, of course. Um, she has... She has watched. Ooh, here's a question. Let me see some. Okay. I'm just looking at um. So I was just going to say, AG, tell me a little bit about the media that's been going on in your neck yeah, of the what's, woods. Yeah, what's Britain telling us? What's How's that stuff going? How's the UK handling? Obviously, there is lots of fanfare and pomp and whatnot, but uh, pushing all that away, what are they really, what are they really saying over there? Over here, um, it's kind of, um, you've got the majority who are grieving and silent and especially when you know her coffin was being taken about places and stuff like that you know a lot of people coming out and crying and leaving flowers and i think what was even cute as well was they were leaving pankton bears because she did a really cute commercial with pankton bear who she thought you know she absolutely loved pankton bear and they did a Aww. really nice commercial together once and when everything happened you know the official twitter for pankton bear came out of a tweet so people were like children and stuff like that were leaving Pankton Bears and marmalade sandwiches because obviously that's what Pankton Bear always has is a marmalade sandwich and flowers and stuff like that. So a lot of people are grieving. There's also the vocal minority on Twitter who, for a lack of a better word, they're being absolute bigots. I'm not saying they're, you know, I'm calling them bigots because they're just saying, oh, I don't like this. No, they're being proper bigots, like properly, you know crossing many lines. There, there's a line here and they've gone up there. So there's that, you know, there's the two sides and there's not really too much about that, you know. Currently, like, journalism and stuff like that, you know, like the BBC and things like that, we're still staying quiet, you know, in respect and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. Everywhere you look, like, for example, when I go to my local Tesco, um, the advertisement billboard that they erected, 
um, to kind of advertise in store products. Um, it's just gone black with um, a picture of a queen and just a little thing they wrote. Um, all the stuff they've got in store, all the screens, they've all gone black with the same thing as well. You know, um, so there is a lot of mourning going on. And it's hit people in different ways, you know, I mean, some people were still recovering from it, you know, some people, you know, were bawling their eyes and stuff like that, you know, I, I myself basically cried when it happened as well, you know, it, it, it basically for us, it's like we lost a grandma, the nation's grandma, yeah. you know, what I mean, it's like losing a family member, you know, so it's hit different ways to different people. And it's kind of hard to gauge what it is like for everyone, but for the most part, I think most people are just really devastated and sad, and a lot of people don't think this is real. They honestly don't think this is actually happening because, you know, it's such a massive event, such, you know, a big thing. It's like when you lose a family member and you just don't believe that they're actually gone, you just want to wake up the next day and get a call from them or something like that. That's kind of the shock people are in, myself included. Yeah, so know, someone that's been a part of your life and has been there every single day for as far back as you remember, and then now all of a sudden, now there's a void where that person exactly, was, you yeah. know? I mean, I, she was always there since the day I was born. You know, I, I've known people um, when I went to the pub um, earlier on just, for, just, to, just to say hi to people and stuff like that. There's people there who literally said, you know, all they've ever known was the Queen. And these people are, like, retired and stuff like that, you know. They're well into retirement age. And they're saying, all I've ever known was the Queen. I've never known another monarch. So... Okay, know, so so think about, think about this and her life, okay. In Britain, the first cars came out in 1896-1895, okay. 1922, Jaguar Cars is founded. 1919, Bentley is, Motors is created. 1927, Morris Motors, MG, is created. So she literally watched the birth of the motor industry in Britain. When she was born... Most people were still in carriages. That's wild. Also think about technology. That's kind of a recent invention. She's watched, you know, becoming like Television. a thing that they, they use in universities, you know, to now she became the very first monarch to um, basically do a kind of like a virtual call on Zoom. She also became the first <laughs> monarch to give a virtual presentation. You know, to Wasn't she one of the first monarchs to, to do a live cast on television as well? Yep. She was also one of the first monarchs. National, she was the first monarch to make the first transatlantic call. As she well. was the first female monarch in the military. She was... Um, there was something else she was first at, too. Oh! Oh! She's the first monarch to, Brit uh, to, to visit... Um, what is it, Ireland or Scotland since they, they separated in 1922? Um, what was it? That, that would have been Scotland then, yeah. That Scotland, been Scotland, yeah. But the devolution, yeah. Devolution of the That's United what it is. Uh, no, no, no. Queen Elizabeth II visited Republic of Ireland in 2011 with a highly charged visit, making her the first British monarch to visit the country since it won independence in 1922. It was Ireland. Oh, it was Ireland. Because I know she definitely visited Scotland as well um, during the devolution and stuff. Yeah. So. There's that as well. It's, it's, it's just insane how one person can have so much influence on the world. The world. I mean, she essentially is probably the last person on earth to ever wield that kind of power. She wields a kind of power that is only known by popes of the Middle Ages. Yeah. She influences other nations. 
It also shows how much restraint they had to, you know, have that much power but not exert it on everyone, you know? It's one thing yeah. to have power, but it's another to respect others' separation. Yeah, I mean, the most she did was, like, you know, subtly show her opinion. Like, for example, when we were leaving the EU, she decided that for the entire duration she's going to wear um, a fully blue dress in support of staying in the EU, because obviously the EU is very much shown in blue and yellow stars. She would always wear blue. Or like when Ukraine stuff happened, she would wear blue with yellow. Or like, for sure. example, you know, um, when, like I was talking earlier, Saudi Arabian prince came over, she drove him around and she wouldn't have it any other way. She would be the one driving him around. Which apparently, um, the, the Saudi Arabian prince was shaking in his boots, but it kind of changed his mind on some things because he, you know, here he was being driven around by one of the most powerful, well, the most powerful woman in the world, really. Yeah. So, you know, she would show her opinion, but very subtly. She would never get involved in these things. And I think that's really like, you know, the true power is she could have easily gone and, you know, she had the power to do things, but she never did. Well, and not only the power, she had the following to do things. She could have done stuff and people would have been like, she's got to know what she's doing. Yeah. And she never you know, did. Never did. She very rarely stepped in. You know, her last uh, actual official act as monarch was uh, to take uh, Boris's resignation. Boris's resignation and to um, essentially um, entrust Elizabeth the formation of a new government, as we call it. So make her prime minister, because that's the thing. Yeah. Once she, she's um, was voted in, the last step is she needs to basically get approval from the queen, and well, now it'd be the king, but yeah, approval from the queen to essentially be prime minister. That right. was her last act. It's taking the resignation and immediately after basically forming the new government. Wow. So there is something um, I want to read out here. Sure. Um, it's quite Go a long it. thing. Um, this was made by not exactly the most popular figure in the UK, um, but I think it's absolutely written beautifully. So I'm going to read it out and then at the end I'll say who it's written by, just so you don't pass judgments, you know, beforehand. Um, so, this is our country's, country's saddest day. In the hearts of every one of us, there is an ache at the passing of our Queen, a deep and personal sense of loss, far more intense, perhaps, than we expected. In these first grim moments since the news, I know that millions and millions of people have been pausing whatever they have been doing to think about Queen Elizabeth, about the bright and shining light that has finally gone out. She seems so timeless and so wonderful that I am afraid we have come to believe, like children, but she would just go on and on and on. Wave after wave of grief is rolling across the world, from Barmoral, where our thoughts are with all the royal family, and breaking far beyond this country and throughout the great commonwealth of nations that she so cherished and which cherished her in return. As is so natural of human beings, it is only when we face the reality of our loss that we truly understand what has gone. It is only really now that we grasp how much she meant for us, how much she did for us, how much she loved us. As we think of the void she leaves, we understand the vital role she played, selflessly and calmly embodying the continuity and unity of our country. We think of her deep wisdom and historic understanding, and her seemingly inexhaustible but understated sense of duty. Relentless through her diary must have yeah, dire was have felt, she never once let it show, at the tens of thousands of events, great and small, she brought her smell and her warmth and her gentle humour. And for an unrivaled 70 years, she spread that magic around the kingdom. This is our country's saddest day because she had a unique and simple power to make us happy. This is why we loved her. This is why we grieve for Elizabeth the Great, the longest serving and in many ways the finest monarch in our history. It was one of her best achievements that she not only modernised a constitutional monarchy, but produced an heir to a throne who will amply do justice to her legacy, and whose own sense of duty is in the best traditions of his mother and his country. 
Through our voices may still be choked with sadness, we can say with confidence the words not heard in this country for more than seven decades. God save the king. And that was written by um, ex-Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Uh, yeah. Like I said, you know, not exactly the most loved figure, but I think the words that he wrote here were just beautiful. Perfect. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And he's right. Nobody has said God save the king in 70 years. Yeah. That's going to be, it's, it's still really difficult to get used to saying that. Now, he's officially king, yes? Yes. But the coronation will probably be next year. Um, probably, I think. Um, let me look that up. But he is definitely now already king. Right, so it says here... Yeah, it won't be until next year, but um, he's already ascended as of September 10th. Gotcha. Which is, I think, one or two days after the fact. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so he immediately was set for ascension um, on April September, immediately after... Queen Elizabeth II's death, and then the Ascension Council of the United Kingdom proclaimed him as king on the 10th of September. And then that was very shortly followed by proclamations in all the other Commonwealth realms um, on that same day. Let's and see. His wife will be known as Queen Consort as well. Yeah, she, um, what was it? Um, yeah, okay, there it is. Uh, so she was regent of 32 sovereign states during her lifetime, and at the time of her death, it was 15. She had given up a lot of that during her, her reign. Yeah, I mean, a lot happened during the rain. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, like the biggest boom in technology ever in our history to date. I mean, my first real introduction to the Queen, believe it or not, is the Sex Pistols. I'm punk. Where do you think it started? God save the queen. Yeah. At least I it... am an anarchist. <laughs> One of my favorite songs from them is God Save the Queen. So, yeah, that was my introduction to her. I never appreciated her as a kid, but as an adult, you know? I'd be like that. Yeah, I mean, like last time you said, like you that. just don't realize what you've lost until, you know, it's no longer there. Now, now, I did find this interesting. Queen Elizabeth will be buried in a decades-old coffin lined with lead that takes eight people to carry. Um, there's a history with it. It was made a decade, uh, decades ago with a liner of lead that makes it especially heavy. The coffin is being flown to London. Um, let's see. They talk about it here. It was made... Has it been flown to yeah. London? 
Yes, the oak coffin was made more than 30 years ago. Funeral directors confirmed Leverton and Sons, which has served as funeral directors for the royal household, said it inherited the coffin made for the queen by another firm, Kenyans. A funeral director at Leverton and Sons previously told British outlet The Times, it is made from English oak, which is very difficult to get a hold of. Oak coffins are now made from American oak. I don't think we could use English oak for a coffin now. It would be way too expensive. The coffin is also lined with lead. The lead lining makes the coffin so heavy that eight military bearers will carry it on the day of the Queen's funeral. Oh, well. It is not something you just make in a day. Noting that the coffin is also built for historic royal objects to be placed in it. Um... Yeah, very, very, very interesting. There's already pictures of Charles uh, walking past the coffin. I'll share some of those on the Discord. Um, if those are, are, if anybody's interested in that kind of uh, historic stuff, because uh, it is something to see. Um, but. I mean that's that's something that that I think is going to be gone now. Uh, with her passing, I, I feel that we're actually going to see the death of a lot of British royal traditions. Yeah, I mean even like just two days before death, she broke tradition by swearing in Liz Truss and accepting the resignation of Boris Johnson at Balmoral Castle. That yeah. was ne I was never done before. It was always done. Um, at Buckingham Palace. Yep. That was the first ever time it was done. Well, anywhere but Buckingham Palace. Never mind in school. Well, that's the thing. Ever. She could she could break tradition, and even traditionalists wouldn't bat an eye. You know, they'd yeah. they'd say, "Oh, it's the Queen. She she knows what to do." You know. They just trust, you know, they, they've been around so long. How could they possibly not know what's best? Yeah. 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 I mean, Barmo was actually one of her favorite places to be as well. She had two favorite places. Windsor, where she spent um, a lot of her time in Windsor Castle and Barmoral Castle, which was her other favorite place. Which is why she was there. And some have speculated that the reason why she went to Balmoral initially in the first place was because she re um, she felt unwell and decided that she wants to die in Scotland. I don't know if it's right. true or not, but some have speculated that she decided that if she is going to go, she's going to go at Balmoral. Which... Which she did. Yep. So yeah. Um, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter whether you're a British national or not. The life of Queen Elizabeth is amazing. And, you know... If, if you want to watch The Crown, that's fine. But understand that that's a TV show. And, and the reality is far more interesting than what that show portrays. The truth and life of, of Queen Elizabeth, especially, you know, during, during the, the 60s, 70s, and 80s, when she was all over the world, all over meetings and doing and part of and you know uh she was an amazing woman and and i hope they they do make a a legitimate movie about her life not the crown her life her biographical life uh, yeah i'm sure they will No, yeah, I I don't have much more to say, other than you know, the woman was a marvel. 
She was just a once in a lifetime thing. I've got a bunch of pictures that I found that I will put on Discord. Um, maybe we'll make a, a, a private channel and we'll just share a bunch of these. Because uh, they're really amazing and just show what a fun, awesome person she is. Yeah, or maybe yeah. make it like an archive where other people can view it, but we can just post in it. So that way yeah. they can just like see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she did, like, love to wear, like, fun, funky, like, um, dresses and stuff like that. I do remember it was a image posted once um, where it was, someone posted the colour spectrum of light, and it was just all of Queen's different dresses, just in a line. Because she just loved to wear fun, colourful suits. It, it was... Well, like... What, one well, time like... she also wore, like, a green screen material, and people just, like, on the internet, you know, photoshopped her whole dress into this wild stuff. I, I love this. This this is her reaction. And listeners, you'll be able to see this on our Discord, but I'm going to show them real quick. This is her reaction when her horse comes in third at the Derby, right? Look look at this face. Didn't I just make you laugh? <laughs> where, where are you showing the face? I put it into a podcast chat. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I, I bet, I bet that lady was uh, in private. I bet she was the like the funniest grandma ever. She probably had like the best wit. Oh well, there's a um, here's a fun fact: the Queen absolutely loved the Nintendo Wii. She could never <laughs> get enough of it. Are you serious? I am not kidding. Apparently, um, it was one of her grandchildren had they had it bought for them, and she saw it and she really wanted to play on it because she thought it was terrific. And apparently, she got really hooked on like Nintendo Wii bowling and stuff like that, and she just would That's... play it constantly to the point where, um, I think it was it was some company. I think it was like THQ Nordic or something like that. As a publicity stunt, sent her a 24 karat gold-plated Nintendo Wii because she obviously oh loved God. the Wii. They obviously couldn't accept yeah, you can... they can't accept gifts, but yeah, no, apparently she could not get enough of it. She would play it daily. That is just uh, You know what? They can't accept gifts. Charge her a dollar. Call it a day. She bought it fair <laughs> and square. One British pound. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> And since it's a one-off, they can decide what the price is and nobody can argue it. So That's true, yeah, that's true. true. Too late now. <laughs> but you know, I think that was just the fact that she was just an avid Nintendo Wii player. That is just amazing. Well, and she loved her dogs. She loved her grandkids. Uh, you know, she she was in the Paddington Bear movie, don't forget that. Yep. Um, she loved to make fun of herself. Um, she. Oh, she absolutely she loved always... Paddington Bear. Absolutely loved Oh, it. yeah. Do you know she was on the Game of Thrones set? I had no, no. idea. Here, look at this. Look at this. Same place. Oh, my oh dope. God. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, yeah, go get one of these back for my house. This is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm going to share all these pictures. These pictures go all the way back to when she was a baby. And it's just amazing just to see her as, as you know, a 35-something-year-old a, a woman taking charge and doing it. You can just see she's she's in it. She she knows where she's going, what she's doing. She loves it. She loves it. So I I really don't know what else to say, and I know, you know, we're we're, we're adding this on to our previous one um, because we we felt obligated not to release due to the sudden announcement, um, which you know we we all we didn't even have to question it. We were like, yeah. Um, I, but other than than beating a dead horse, um, 
about how awesome she was. I, I don't think there's much more to say about the lady. I mean, she she was a godsend to Britain and most of the world. Yeah, like I said, once in a lifetime is you. We'll never have a monarch like that again. There's no more way. than once in a lifetime. That's 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 once in a country's lifetime. Yeah, that's that'll never happen again. To have someone that no. is that loved and just that prominent to where you could go anywhere in the world and say her name, and they would immediately know who you're talking about. You yeah. Know? So, well, uh, do you guys have anything to add? Not myself, no. I wish I had more to say, but I unfortunately I didn't have any um, like real opinion, positive or negative. Uh, and it's one of those situations where you know it's better for me to just to learn and hear about everyone else's experience and to gain my own better opinion over time. Adri, how about you? You got anything you want to add? All I've got to add, really, is that, you know, I thought she was absolutely fantastic and, you know, it's, I'm heartbroken that she's gone, but may she rest in peace. 100%. Well, the, the, the world still has not come to grips with the loss. Um, and I think that's only fair for, for someone who touched so many. It's it's gonna be a loss it's felt for a while. Um But I I I'm glad that I got to see it. I'm glad that it like I said, even in America it's influenced my own life, how we do stuff over here, um music, art, all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. Um, listeners, uh, thank you for being patient with us in our delayed podcast and our um, addition to the previous podcast. Um, we felt it necessary to really honor a woman who is beyond words. I'm sure we didn't do her justice. I mean, I don't know what really could. So we hope that we've done our best. Um, we will see you guys all next week. And uh, until then, we love you guys. Take care. See you then. As we come into approach, I want to thank you for flying with Mad Lads. Uh, we have enjoyed your company, and we wish you well on your journey through life. We hope to see you again at the Mad Lads Podcast.